This is a Thunder Dog podcast. Hello and welcome to Comparable, the podcast where we compare the world to topics at a time. Hi, I'm Brad. And I'm Shelby. What are we going to be talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about Justice League versus the Avengers, but mostly the movies. The Avengers movie that came out in 2012 and the Justice League movie that came out in 2017. If we did this as a broad question, Justice League versus the Avengers, there's a lot more source material that we would need to sift through. Yeah, full disclosure, never read any of the comics. Um... I am fully a movies fan of both of them, so that is where all my information comes from. Yeah, full disclosure, I've read a couple Avengers comics. One of the greatest presents I've ever been given was a subscription to like 10 Marvel comics. Starting off, just, I mean, obviously we're both fans of the movies. I think that's kind of been established. But do you remember, like, when you, like, saw each of these for the first time? Like, were you really excited in the lead-up, or were you kind of, like, casual viewer at the time? I have had a change of heart with superhero movies as of late. With superhero movies, I used to be, like, really excited about them and all that kind of stuff. Now I appreciate them like a fine wine. Seeing the Avengers at that point in my life, that was ten... How many years ago was that? Well, it was 2012, so I guess it was... Six years ago? Six and a half, you probably. If I'm 23, then I was like 17. It's actually not as far back as I thought it was, but... It feels like a lot longer, but I think it's because so many movies have come out since then. It's very interesting going back and watching the first one to compare to where we are now, at least in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we'll get to that in a second. I remember seeing The Avengers with all of my friends from high school, like me and the guys... It was exciting because, like, we all watched the Marvel movies together, though I'm sure I went with some other people. So you were a fan going into it then, is what I'm... (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, am I going too deep into this question for you? I'm pretty sure I saw the Avengers with all my guy friends. Um, I remember that the end credit scene was a big moment for us, and since then, every time we hang out, our food of choice is shawarma, and when we do hang out and, like, finally try to get together... We call it assembling. So this was, like, formative in your friend group. Yeah. I think it came at a time that was, like, a new level of our crew was forming. For Avengers, it was the same with me. Like, I was... Or similar, at least. I was pretty, like, interested in it going in. Mm -hmm. But it is a different experience going back and watching the first one. Just because, you know, it's you can't wipe from your mind, like, everything that's come since. So I feel like I'm watching it from a new perspective. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's just... It's almost as if you're watching a different movie from how you remember it, right? Yeah. But this is all in reference to the Avengers or the Marvel Cinematic Universe because, full disclosure again, that is clearly the better superhero franchise in movies, at least. I I don't know that there are too many people that would argue, movie-based only, that the DCEU is better than the MCU. That would be a very unpopular opinion. So what is your experience with Justice League then? Obviously, it was clear from the beginning that uh, DC's playing hardcore catch-up to catch Marvel because their list of movies was Superman Returns, then 16 million, million years later, it was Batman v Superman, and then I think Wonder Woman came out, and then Justice League. Yeah, so they had like three movies, then they were doing their big team up. Which, to be fair, to be fair, going back to it, 
Marvel only, before Avengers came out, Marvel had the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. So they only had four movies. And Iron Man 2. Oh, Iron Man 2 came? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, never mind. Yeah, Iron that Man was all well. first gen and then Avengers. Um, I forgot about Iron Man 2. They knew where they were going to. They knew what they were doing from the start there. Obviously, it increased in scope afterwards. Yeah, Justice League. Were you excited going into that movie? I think I was. I'm, as you know, I am pretty positive as a human being. Um, like, I just love everything. I think everything's cool, and I'm pretty good at living in ignorance or suspending my disbelief with this kind of funny, silly kind of movie. And I like the superhero stories because I watched the Justice League cartoon when I was a kid. I really liked Batman v Superman. I didn't really like it, but I enjoyed Batman v Superman because it's cool. It's stupid, it's corny, it's silly, because it's a superhero movie, so that's fine. Right. There is something to be said about an enjoyable movie, like whether it's, you know, worthy of an Oscar or not. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's not the way I see these things. But that being said, just because it's a movie with characters that you like and that it's a cool concept doesn't mm-hmm. make it an automatically good movie. No. They can have flaws, like anything else. Yeah, but I feel like when I'm watching these movies, I don't notice those, at least on the first go-around or anything like that. That's what I'm saying with the over-positivity about it. Going into Justice League, though, I think I was excited for it, just to see where it went and how the tones changed. Um, That being said, I liked the movie. I was excited for the movie because I wanted to see where the changes were going to be for this one. Do you want to talk about your experience with Justice League before I completely just take oh, up all the time? Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. So my experience with Justice League, I went into it more with curiosity than anything else. I was kind of interested to see where they take it, but I wasn't super excited. I actually ended up going to see it on like a pre-screening. My roommate won tickets through like a radio contest. So we went to like a special Justice League screening downtown and it was... It was a pretty big event. It was pretty cool. I was interested just because of that. I remember being super jealous of you when you told me that. So clearly I was excited for Justice League because that sounds awesome. (laughs) Okay, so getting into the metrics then. First off is the overall feel and the pacing of the movie. So just kind of, you know, um, what does the timing feel like? What are the moods that you get? You know, your overall emotions towards each of the movies. And then there's the actual stories that are being told. So, the pure plot. Yeah, who's involved, why are they involved, what do they do? And then, you know, the most important factor, I might argue, in a superhero team-up movie, is team cohesion. I think that's Mm -hmm. a really important thing. And it pretty much makes or breaks the movie. And then we've got the big bad, the villain. I got some opinions on that one. I don't know, a movie's only good at its villain, right? That's what I would think, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, which I think might be interesting to discuss, is the after credits scene. Mm-hmm. A fun little quick one. I like that little nugget. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they're an important part of the movies. Everybody looks forward to the after credits scenes. What would you, uh, what would you say is my, uh, favorite Avengers versus Justice League? Um, your favorite? Your favorite's the Avengers. I just know uh, yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> there's no question. You like the <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't better. reveal it now, but I mean, there's really no contest in my mind. Y- yeah, exactly. There, it's it's almost uncomparable. But we do that. That's what we do here. So compare the incomparable. I mean, I know you have a soft spot for Justice League, but I think if we're purely comparing the movies here, you gotta go Avengers. Like mm-hmm. that would be my guess for you as well. Yeah, Avengers just... was much bigger in my life for sure. 
overall, it is the Avengers. It's always been the Avengers. For everyone. Like, let's face the facts here. <laughs> like, for everyone, it's the Avengers. I have some opinions that support pro-Justice League over Avengers. This is going to make our mutual friend Jimmy Jams very upset because our discussions about movies are very, <laughs> very controversial for each other. Since I am overly positive about everything and he doesn't seem to like movies very much. <laughs> Shots. Well, if our uh, Jurassic Park opinions were anything to go off of. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see. I got some things to argue pro-Justice All League. All right. Though. I'll be interested to hear it because I yeah. have very few positive points for Justice League. Just to make sure, we've both seen the movies. Yep, I watched them both yesterday. Perfect. I watched Justice League two days ago, and I watched Avengers today, so Mm. that's fresh in my mind. We already did a bit of a general discussion of each of the movies, but I think it might be good to start off with a summary. Just, you know, refresh the plot in everybody's minds. Yeah. sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably watched at least one of the movies. Hopefully both. So, plot of The Avengers... Um, And I just got these off Google, so no credit here for writing it. When Thor's evil brother Loki gains access to the unlimited power of the energy cube called the Tesseract, Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., initiates a superhero recruitment effort to defeat the unprecedented threat to Earth. Joining Fury's dream team are Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, Thor, the Black Widow, and Hawkeye. So, pretty basic summary. Yeah, good enough. Uh, What about Justice League? Do you have a summary there for that? Um, I do have a summary for that. Also ripped off Google and then sent to me through our chat. (laughs) I think I personally would describe uh, Justice League as Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists newfound ally Diana Prince to face an even greater threat. Together, Batman and Wonder Woman work quickly to recruit a team to stand against this newly awakened enemy. Despite the formation of an unprecedented league of heroes in Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash, it may be too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions. Let's just jump into the metrics then. Um, I'm thinking we start off with kind of our overall feel, overall impressions, and the pacing. So, Avengers is a longer movie. Justice League is just about exactly two hours. Avengers is about two hours and 20 minutes or so. But for me, when I was watching them, it felt like Justice League was longer. And I think that kind of had to do with the pacing of, you know, the plot and the character development and what was going on. Like, I just felt like it dragged in some parts and then brushed over others really quickly. Interesting. You know, whereas with Avengers... It's easier to watch. Easier. You didn't notice your mind wander as much. Yeah, exactly. You know, with Justice League, it took real effort to keep paying attention to the screen and not drift off and be on my phone or, you know, playing some other game or doing something else. So what are the parts that made you... What are some of the parts that dragged on and some of the parts that you found that they just glossed over? Because I have some examples of them glossing over things or, like, quickly just snipping up plot points, but... When it comes to, like, the glossing over, it really... You know, in the beginning when all the teams are forming and they're introducing all the characters, like, I felt like it was... There was a lot of exposition and a lot of, you know, okay, so this person's just here now and that's how it's going to be. And I didn't really get a sense of how things were happening and, you know, why things were happening the way they were. Um, It's really hard to pull out specific examples, but I just felt like they were introducing everything so fast and then expecting you to just kind of buy that it was working out the way that, you know, the script said it should. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't feel organic. 
the glossing over part, I I was into I'm into the I know the history of the superheroes. I never read the comics or anything, so I know their backstories anyways, and I also know those backstories in relation to the cinematic universes. So I was sort of already caught up, like, I sort of just know that background knowledge because I'm interested in it. The glossing over that I'm referring to is more of like... So after they're... Oh yeah, spoilers, by the way, for the both these movies. After they're done fighting underneath the harbor and Cyborg just pieces out to grab that last mother box, that was just like, okay, now we just have the mother box. Like, that's fine. And then right. when Steppenwolf steals the mother box, just like, okay, <laughs> like, I guess he's got the third one now. Super duper weird. It felt like the only one that there was like a real, like, they spent a lot of time on, like with the struggle, was the one that the Amazonians had. And yeah. you know, there was that big fight, and which was interesting that, to watch. That was a super cool scene. The movie dragged on. I found that in both movies. I've seen Avengers much more recently than I've seen Justice League. And I know the story of Avengers much more than I remember Justice League. So I think as I was watching Justice League, I was almost re-watching it for the first time in a long time, right? So I was rediscovering okay. the little details. Whereas when I was watching the Avengers, I was trekking over paths that I already knew. That being said, during Justice League, near the end, I did start to look at my phone and do like... Started looking at my phone. Started looking on Instagram and that kind of a thing. During the Avengers... By the end, I was pulling out my computer and starting to do work. Um, but I think that's not indicative of the movie. That's indicative of how many times you've seen it. That makes sense. But Justice League did grip me for the most part. It, yeah, I'm not trying to say that it wasn't interesting because there definitely were interesting parts. Like, I enjoyed the fight scenes that they had. I liked the introduction of Barry Allen as the Flash. Yeah. I thought he was an interesting character. He got a little bit tedious at times. He is what I was most excited about in this movie is how they portrayed the Flash. Yeah, he was interesting, definitely. And, like, in some parts, he was definitely a highlight and much-needed sort of comic relief. But sometimes I felt like they overused it a little bit. Such as? Um, Where it was, well, when... I forget where they were, but when the Flash was kind of first being introduced into the team and you had uh, Diana and Bruce and him, it was like, it felt like it was quip after quip after quip and, like, uh, very out of place and not very organic. Yeah. It didn't really work all the time for me. See, I love The Flash. The Flash is my favorite DC superhero by far. And I think this interpretation of him is incredibly interesting. He clearly has some sort of, got some sort of something where it's like ADHD or some sort of on the spectrum of autism or something like that. And that is almost because of his superpower. It's a result of it kind of thing because he just moves so fast. He's just so socially awkward, right? Like, he doesn't get people because they're too slow. I thought that they were getting with that. I thought that they overutilized that aspect in some areas. I liked it. Like, I love The Flash. I just like The Flash. That's why I like the movie pretty much. I do like it. Like, I I don't want to be misconstrued here, like, by saying I didn't like The Flash. I did, and he was honestly the highlight of the movie in some parts for me. Yeah. But I just thought they could have dialed it back, like, 15%. Okay, so moving on from The Flash a little bit, yep. um, back to like the pacing and actually the overall feel. What were your thoughts on both the movies and how that kind of... Overall feel, I think in this moment of rewatching it, I enjoyed the tone of Justice League much more than Avengers. Really? Only because it was much more refreshing to see that more serious take on the superheroes, which is pretty much... DC's calling card in their movies. Also, before I forget, I'm pretty sure Suicide Squad came out before Justice League 2. Yes, it did. You're right. You're right. Which we didn't mention before, and I think should be mentioned in there. That, like, you you can just tell the tonal differences. They're different use of, like, color grading, and, like, their cinematography is just so... 
it's so more grounded in reality, which is good and bad in different things. But I think after watching all these Marvel movies, it's a nice change. I have to disagree. I like the overall feel of Avengers more, yeah. personally. I just found it... It brought me joy. Whereas Justice League felt like a chore. Interesting. Like, it's so hard. Like, obviously I'm trying to evaluate it just as a standalone movie, not factoring in all the other stuff that comes later and, like, the whole universe that's built around it. Mm -hmm. But that's hard to do. Avengers feels like something different. Okay, obviously not different now because there's so much that has come since. But at the time of watching it, and, you know, it was the first to do that sort of thing, like, and to really bring together all these characters from the different movies, and it was something special at the time. And I, I think it's something special now, too. It, you're right. It feels joyous. It feels... It inspires that childhood whimsy kind of thing that comes out of you. Like, as soon as that title theme music, you know, started to play, it was just... it. You know, it gets you excited. You know, you see Stan Lee on screen, and it's like, ooh, yay. <laughs> Here we go. Go on an adventure. I was actually wondering while I was watching, like, what is next for the DCEU? Like, I don't know what movie's coming up next, but I know the movies that are coming up next for Marvel. Like, does DC... Is DC done? Do they quit? <laughs> like, what's happening with them? <laughs> I know there was supposed to be an Aquaman movie. There's probably a Wonder Woman 2 or something. Why isn't DC pumping out movies like Marvel's doing? Maybe because they haven't been as financially successful. Like, Marvel releases a movie and it makes a billion. DC releases a movie and, you know, gets mediocre reviews. Yeah, I guess I'm just trained on that. Marvel's unlimited budget. Because, I mean, they're basically guaranteed to make Billions. way more than their money back. Yeah. Even if there's one that comes out that's not, like, amazing. Yeah, like, Iron Man 3 made a lot of money. And Iron Man 3 was not the best Iron Man or the best Marvel film. Okay, so if we had to pick a winner then for overall feel and pacing, what's your take? My take is at this moment, I would argue for Justice League, but I know in my hearts of hearts that the childhood whimsy of Marvel will always win out in the long run for me. I would really argue for Marvel in this one just because, like, Justice League bored me. And that's a risk of its tone, right? Yeah, and that's related to the tone. It's related to the pacing. It's related to the fact that they're playing catch-up all the time. I feel like that was a fatal flaw for them. Like, they wanted to play catch-up to Marvel, and they're paying the price now in every movie that they release. Yeah. Let's just judge it on the two movies, like the individuals. Let's try and discount like everything that happens after and everything that happened before. I think we both agree that Avengers wins overall in the long term. Though I could argue for Justice League in this short little moment. So yeah, just Avengers wins flat out. Done. Now onto the second metric, the actual stories, like the plot, what's going on there. Ah, oh, the plot. Oh, the plot. I think I think it's worth noting at the beginning too. They're very similar plots when you actually like break it down. Like it's a bit formulaic for both of the movies. Think so? You know, you basically have one villain. There's a threat to the planet. Everybody needs to team up to take him down. Both involves little box. Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. I think the only difference is that Steppenwolf was trying to collect the three boxes, whereas I guess Loki... He steals the one at the beginning. Yeah, Loki had a, a grand plan, though. Yeah, Steppenwolf kind of, you know, he had his motivation, wanted to terraform the Earth and all that. Going back to the things they glossed over, things they dragged on, in Justice League, there was the moments with the mother box. The third mother box, third and final mother box, where it was suddenly gathered by Cyborg and then suddenly lost after a fight with Superman. I think bringing back Superman was a forced kind of thing. Well, yeah, because you can't have a Justice League movie and then have Superman be dead for the entire thing. 
Avengers was a much more put together and thought out package. And you knew that because they have thought about that movie since Iron Man, pretty much. So S.H.I.E.L.D. was there, they were planning their thing. Iron Man 2 was pretty much set up for Black Widow. Thor, that also helped set up Hawkeye. Captain America set up the Tesseract. Even if it was just that phase one, like that's an incredible thing all on its own because there are just so many little pieces. And it set Avengers up so that, you know, they didn't have to address all of those things individually and they could get into the real plot. Loki shows up at the very beginning, right in the first sort of scenes. Like, it's just, that's, I feel like that's not even a competition between Justice League and, <laughs> and, uh, Avengers. Just one last thing is that, um, I had forgot how important Phil Coulson is to everything here. And I love that because I watch Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I love that TV show. Mostly, like, Phil Coulson is the main character in that. It's amazing. But I forgot, I'm pretty sure he is in every single, or at least the majority of the first phase Everyone builds a relationship with Coulson. He's in Iron Man 1. He's in Thor. He's certainly in... He's in Iron Man 2 for a little bit. Because in Iron Man 2, he says he's going to New Mexico. And then he hangs out with Thor. I'm not sure if he's in Captain America. Obviously, because it took place a long time ago. But you can see in the Avengers that there's shots to bond together Coulson and Cap. So when Coulson dies, it means something. Because he was there since the beginning of the MCU. And then he's dead. And he had that relationship with everyone. Super planned out, super concise. The entire gosh darn plot was one big trick. It was glorious. It was an amazing yeah. paced thing. And like that's one thing Marvel does so well is like how it uses its side characters and mm-hmm. like its secondary characters to form bonds with people and to really create emotional relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's your winner for this one? Marvel. Or the Avengers. Yeah. No question. The Avengers. That. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm glad we're in agreement for this one, because I would have had some words if you thought Justice League had a better story. (laughs) This podcast is over! (laughs) So, next one, Team Cohesion. I feel like in Avengers, when you look at the individual team members, you really get a sense of their lives outside of the team and their relationships with one another, both in the movie, but then you see those relationships develop over time. Whereas in Justice League, like I feel like the characters exist for the purpose of the movie. Yeah, I think that's a subject of the amount of time you spent with these characters too, though. But you're right. I don't know. So let's take this as an example. Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. He's His first appearance was in Avengers. Before yeah. that, it was Edward Norton, and no one watches The Incredible Hulk. How does Mark Ruffalo play off with the other superheroes? You can tell that Tony wants to be friends with him, so they sort of buddy-buddy because they're both super smart. I don't think he really has a big relationship with Thor other than the Hulk and him fighting together, like being trying to be the strongest. And with Cap, I don't know how much he does. Cap is very cautious around Hulk. Like, you kind of get that sense when they're in the helicarrier, you know, he's... Cap is very much, oh, don't poke him. Like, don't, you know, set off the beast. I think that's more of a security risk kind of thing. Yeah, and then, I mean, you have Black Widow, who's... She's the first one to go get Banner, you know, when they're first assembling the team. So there's that initial relationship that they have. I wonder if that is set up for the romantic relationship they will end up having. Now that I'm looking back with that kind of lens, like, it wasn't hardcore set up, but I feel like it was like a, maybe a fleeting thought in, uh, Black Widow's the first one to get him. And then in Age of Ultron, you see that the relationship's starting to bloom a little bit. That being said, Justice League, you're totally right. Flash and Cyborg, thrown on in there. (laughs) Like, they had, like... There's very little relationship between anyone but Batman 
and Wonder Woman. And then when Superman comes back, he's like, am I mad at Bruce? Am I not mad at Bruce? I want to be Bruce's friend. Bruce doesn't like me very much. I feel like the only other relationship is the Flash and Cyborg. Because they were the two thrown together, they sort of like, yeah, let's make them friends kind of thing. But it doesn't feel organic. It feels very forced. Yeah. Like, oh, we have these characters. We need to do something with them. Well, I don't know. The Avengers aren't friends. Avengers don't even like each other. Like, <laughs> they they have more depth to them mm-hmm. as characters, which translates then when you look at them fighting as a team and them working together as a team. But it's interesting and it adds to the characters as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel's much more complex like that, whereas DC, you're right, is playing catch-up. Yeah, and, you know, with Marvel or with uh, the Avengers things aren't explicitly told to you always it's you know there are things that are alluded to without without being explicitly said you know there's the relationship between hawkeye and black widow and that past that's really alluded to but they don't straight up tell you what happens whereas in justice league any information that they think you need to know they just tell you and that's that the avengers had much more like overall team cinematic shots you know super nice segment where everyone's working together as a team leading into that i feel like i need to mention superman way too overpowered i hate superman literally the end fight scene first of all he's not there for the first half and then as soon as they start kind of getting beat and the parademons start you know getting them and everything superman shows up and then it's like they're dead in like 10 minutes yeah how can you write a movie with superman in it well, that's the thing. That's why they killed off Superman, because otherwise Justice League would just be like, oh, there's a problem. Nope, there's a solution. I feel like like having Superman on the team just negates any need for the team, because it's like, well, why are these other people hanging around? Like, can't they just send Superman in? It's like each character can solve all the world's problems by themselves, but then you put them together and it's like, okay, I guess you guys like... can solve more of all of the world's problems together. <laughs> Whereas the Avengers, it's like, Hawkeye has a bow and arrow. Hawkeye can only shoot that bow and arrow. (laughs) Like Captain America, he can run on his feet, and that's it. He gets shot in the arm, he's gotten shot in the arm. He he can't throw his shield anymore, he's got shot in the arm. Yeah, Black Widow, she's just an awesome spy and, you know, great acrobats. Thor's the closest thing, because he's a demigod kind of thing. But still, like, he can't fly his hammer, Ken. But... Avengers wins? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so on to the big bad, our villain of the story. So with Avengers, you've got Loki, and with... Um... Steppenwolf. We have Steppenwolf. Out of all <laughs> of the DC villains, we got Steppenwolf. Did you know who Steppenwolf was before this movie? Nope. Me Honestly, neither. Honestly, I don't know who he is after. <laughs> who Who is this person? And why is he the villain? Why wouldn't they just use Darkseid? Or someone a little more recognizable? <laughs> like, they are clearly trying to set up for a huge Marvel cinematic universe right now. Because in their Justice League movie, they used a villain who is like... I didn't know who he was, and I watched a lot of cartoons and read a lot of Wikipedia pages for fun. I don't know who the first villain was that brought the Justice League together, but it should have been that person, and I can promise you it wasn't (laughs) Steppenwolf. A gray, powerful, axe-wielding menace with an army of something. 
Like, how silly. How annoyingly dull. I just felt like he had no motives. Like, I like I was told what his motives are. I want to get the mother boxes so I can terraform the Earth. But I'm like, okay, but why? <laughs> Loki! Funny enough, Loki is the first villain that the Avengers fought, and look at that. He's so much better because he was set up to the entire thing, and it makes more sense. Yes, you have the personal relationship where, you know, Loki mm -hmm. is Thor's brother, so there's a family connection and the fighting going on there. But then you also have, he's given clear motivations. You understand that he just wants power and he's trying to get that at all costs. Yeah, he has the all-powerful army behind him, but it feels more mm -hmm. human in a way. Like you understand what he's after and why. Yeah, Loki is one of the best characters in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. No question in my mind. His arc of being evil, being good, being a being the trickster god. Like, how perfect is that? He definitely goes through a lot of twists and turns. Loki plays this grand trick on everyone during this entire movie. His plan works up until the very end. Up until the Battle of New York, his entire plan works. There's, like, no question, like, Loki is so much better than Steppenwolf, like, I don't even know who this person is, and it's just so upsetting that it couldn't have been <laughs> someone else. Justice League just felt like a disappointed disappointment, because you could see where they had could have the done yeah. better, and yeah. they just didn't. <laughs> yeah, Avengers yep. wins once again, so what are we, like? It's, it's a massacre for Avengers. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, four for yeah. four right now, I believe. Uh, the final one is our after credits scenes. Quick refresher on what the actual scenes were. So it seemed that... So there's two after credit scenes of the Avengers. The first one is the Chitauri master general guy that was working with Loki, giving him the army, or working underneath Thanos, being like, these humans, they got spunk, they're gonna fight. To challenge them is to court death. And then... Thanos turns and smiles. For those comic fans out there, they know that Thanos has a relationship with death, like the embodiment of it. So that was like, uh, I'm going to try to date death and kill all these things. Thanos just turned around and smiled. Honestly, I thought it was, I thought it was Red Skull when I first saw it in the Avengers, like in theaters. But it sort of, it sort of sets up the next, you know, the big plot of the next, I don't know, seven years of Marvel. Or supporting it, or he was yeah. the bigger villain for it. And then the shawarma scene, the shawarma scene, which was super duper awesome and inspired me to start eating shawarma, much like everyone else. I really do wonder how much shawarma sales skyrocketed after the Avengers. But can you recap for me the Justice League after credit scenes? Uh, so yeah, you have Lex Luthor breaking into prison, um, and then mm -hmm. he's on a boat where you see. I believe it was Deathstroke. Yep. One of the coolest villains ever. Yes. Slade Wilson, which I feel like is a big um, off, but hey. Sorry, it's a character yeah, called so... Slade Wilson, who is wearing a red and black costume. Shelby, you are showing your gosh darn ignorance right now. <laughs> I hope you keep this in the podcast, but you better not, because that is just so <laughs> I'm sorry Deadpool. if I offended everybody. Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, one of the coolest supervillains ever i think super cool guy okay. like assassin he's like a villain for everyone he just sort of floats around deadpool 
Wade Wilson is a complete mockery of Deathstroke. <laughs> but because you've seen Deadpool and you like Deadpool, you think that Deadpool came first, which you're wrong. Because Deadpool is based off of him. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to admit my ignorance here. I clearly have made a big mistake, (laughs) incalculable error, and I apologize. I apologize to all Slade Wilson fans out there. Well, anyway, so so Deathstroke meets up with Lex Luthor, and they're like, we need to start up a league of our own, and so they're gonna set that up. Uh, Legion of Doom. So the other Mm -hmm. end credit scene, um. The post credit scene yeah. is a race between Flash yeah. and Superman. So they're going to see who's it the shoots. fastest. And it was really cool. I feel like Justice League's end credit scenes for this one, I have to mm-hmm. give it credit. It felt more rewarding. You know, you got a little bit more out of it. I feel like with Marvel's, you had to be, a, you had to already know who the people were to kind of get yeah. any sort of satisfaction out of that yeah. particular end credit scene. Like the first one. I super duper agree. Unless you know who Thanos was, and if you know who Thanos was, super duper great. I didn't know who Thanos was at that point. Shawarma, awesome. Started one of my favorite foods. Yeah. And a food that you and I share on a common basis. Justice League, the Flash and Superman racing, super duper iconic, super awesome. I love it so much. And enjoyable to someone who doesn't have deep knowledge of, you know, what's going to happen next. The Flash wins, by the way. The Flash always wins because he's the fastest man alive. Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, super duper awesome. The Legion of Doom should have been the villain for this movie. But yeah, I totally agree. Justice League, definitely better end credit sequences for this. So then if we're totaling it up, we had one, two, three, four, Mm -hmm. five. Uh, We had five categories. Out of those five categories, Avengers Mm -hmm. won four and Justice League won one. So our winner... Avengers. No winner is clearly Avengers. No, um, that's pretty no much what the internet either. says anyway. So we're just contributing. We're just contributing to beating a dead horse. So good for us. You can find us on Twitter at ComparablePod. That is going to be a link in the show notes to that. Or you could send us an email uh, at ComparablePodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast player you listen to. That would be greatly appreciated. This is lovely. All right. Let's start making some more regular episodes, shall we? We will. This has been a long break between episode one and two, but we promise it'll be more regular from now on. Okay. See you later, Shabu. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast.